0: It's time for Rescuers, the show about people who change and save lives. Now, here's your host, Art Brooks. Hello again, and welcome to another episode of the Rescuers radio show at Faith Talk 1360. And it's on every Thursday evening at 530 at Faith Talk 1360 or faithtalk1360.com. And uh, then uh, once it airs, you can find all... Forty some uh, programs of Rescuers since it began last year uh, as a podcast on Spotify, uh, uh, Facebook, iPad podcast, Instagram, any place you can find uh, Rescuers Radio Show. Just Google that and you'll find it everywhere. Anyway, I'm really happy to have today uh, Nicole Thompson, who is the executive director of the Harvest Compassion Centers in uh, here in the valley uh, serving the valley in arizona you know far we'll we'll talk about that but uh hello
1: hi how are you thanks for having me <laughs> so
0: glad you're here and, absolutely and you brought your here. daughter alex along with you
1: we did we have a sidekick today
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you ever want to talk there's a microphone there but <laughs>
1: yeah, i don't know she's like can want... i come into the room i said let's do it let's do
0: it you want mom to do all the talking huh So um, um, I always like, uh, first of all, in in these programs uh, for our worldwide audience to to know the background of my interview guest— so uh, let's go back into your life a little bit. Where did you start? Where where did you begin? And how did you get here to this place in your life?
1: Sure, absolutely. So originally from Chicago, which I think most um, Arizonans are actually, as I <laughs> a meet lot more of them. people. <laughs> and um, but been out here almost fifteen years in the Valley, and happy to be here in the desert. And we uh, we created our uh, one stop shopping experiences at Harvest Compassion Center, local food and clothing banks, about ten and a half. Years Years ago, and then prior to that, our nonprofit started almost 17 years ago. And uh, my family um, started this nonprofit because my brother actually passed away in an accident. And uh, when we lost my brother Mitch, um, when he was 23 years old, so definitely not uh, what we were expecting to happen, and definitely a, you know a curveball in our life. Um, we just wanted to uh, remember my brother. We wanted to carry on his legacy. And he was, he was. I call him a kid because he never really grew. I never saw a growing up you know, brother. He's my younger brother, um, so I can say that. But he was someone that he'd meet, you know, you aren't on the street, anyone else, and he would just say, yes, I'm, I'm in, let's help, let's let's do that, and uh, some crazy stuff, and some, you know, go to some places that weren't very safe, but always, always, in the attention to of help someone, right, whatever that cause might have been, that outreach might have been. So we really just kind of said, okay, Mitch lived his life like this. Let's go ahead and start helping people people in his memory. And we did that for quite some time. And we are builders by trade. We know how to uh, put up buildings and construction, drive construction, construction and type builders. ceilings, okay. all that fun stuff. And so he was a builder. So we started doing some building projects of you know children's orphanages and daycare centers and some outreach centers in Chicago, uh, soup kitchens, right, that needed yeah. needed some hands and feet that knew how to put the walls back up. <laughs> um, and then the recession came, right? 8 09-ish and um, not a fun time for us. I will say as we're in building um but god had a plan god was planting seeds in our hearts at that time and as we saw just the need uh post-recession for hey people are struggling right jobs etc kind of what we're going through right now with this covid pandemic and we felt led to open a food bank and maybe a clothing bank and so we did our homework and researched, and a few years later in 2011 uh harvest compassion center the first location was was born and we started serving the uh, Community of North Phoenix and Scottsdale.
0: Nice. So, um, You have a North Carolina connection, too, somewhere along the family South
1: Carolina. 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 I actually did my college days out there, so I might throw out a y'all once in a while. (laughs) My kids look at me like, where are you from? That's not your Chicago coming out. So it's kind of an intermix, right? Your Midwest, Chicago, and your South Carolina. I was out there there about 8, 10 years. um, And they all talk very slow out there, and I am the opposite. So, yeah, that was an adjustment, right, when when I got out there. So I, I like Arizona. It's a melting pot of a kind of a few different areas, right
0: That's who we are <laughs> and and uh, there there really are natives uh Arizonans though I met a couple a yeah. couple yes yeah. and
1: actually my my kids are now, which is kind of <laughs> weird right yeah
0: so um uh gosh, there's so many directions to take here uh, Let's go back to your brother sure and that that. Made a difference in your family's life, obviously mm-hmm. had a huge impact, but it sounds like he and your family had a firm walk with the Lord, even at that time right
1: sure absolutely okay. um definitely grew up in a Christian home. My parents are strong believers and and brought us uh, you know church every week and that was just kind of in that that's our Christian heritage that my grandparents and my great grandparents passed down. Uh, we just lost my grandpa a few months back mm. um during the pandemic and he was almost ninety four and oh. that that's really just like who my who my papa was it was you know I mean we counted like thirty some Bibles when we're cleaning the house out and it's like and they're all fighting over them we're all like no 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 I want that one because he wrote in it the most and um and so that's just yeah that that that's who we are um that's who my brother was um had a strong walk with the Lord we know he's in heaven and we celebrate that um but we also wanted to you know we, we definitely miss him you know this is something that it's it, it's hard on our family and so we just knew that my dad was the one too I mean it was like five days after his funeral hey we're Doing something, We're going uh, to, like, what does that mean, dad? You know, we're trying to process. I was newly married. I had gotten married in uh, June and my brother passed away in August, two months later. So it was a very rough patch for us. Yeah. And then we found ourselves in Arizona within the year as well. So, so everybody
0: so came here, right? Everyone
1: came here. Yes. We all migrated to the desert and um, my husband's from Baltimore. So we decided no snow, no, no cold. <laughs> and, and we all found ourselves here. So it's just my parents and I, I'm, I'm now an only child with my brother. in heaven and my my husband's the only child actually so it was like okay what are we going to do and my husband by default just kind of had to be in you know all in so um, he actually works for us now and runs one of our centers however I said he had about a 15-year interview where he was proving himself you know but um, you know we just kind of we baby stepped it we said okay here's our here's our new home here's the valley who needs help and and where should we be
0: so um, you planted here And started this plan, master plan, and being from the construction business, it didn't take long to figure out we can refurbish areas, right? Sure. Because I think you moved in the 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 only one I visited so far is the North Phoenix one, Mm -hmm. and you took over like two or three different. Business locations and made it all one to fit for you, right. so that construction knowledge and background really came in to serve you well, didn't it?
1: Absolutely, and and that's kind of our upside, where we get to save a lot of money. You know, as a nonprofit, you're always looking to save money, right? Yeah. Uh, whenever we do a build out, um, we do it, you know, at cost or below. We also have friends still in, in that world out here, yeah. which is really nice. But uh, my dad still, he's the main contractor when these jobs take place, and and he knows how to, you know, put the hole through the wall the right way and he's a perfectionist, so we know it's going to be done well. And then our centers will be built to last, right? We do want to plant these seeds as retail space centers, but really just, you know, it's a place in the community that's a safe spot. And and right down to the construction, we want to build it well. So in 50 years, it's still here, you know, doing the mission that we set out to do.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I'm just the opposite. I'm the guy that needs those guys because I I always end up with bent nails.
1: Uh, <laughs> amen. Well, my husband might listen Alex to this. Alex shaking her
0: head like I know what that I, I, means. Her,
1: her dad's like that, so we we still call Papa in to do you know hang our pictures sometimes. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I'm I'm a goofball with all that stuff, so uh, I, I I need those those experienced uh, workers. Absolutely, out there.
1: we all have our gifts.
0: Uh, <laughs> I know. Well, what sets uh, Harvest Compassion Center uh, aside from any other pantry or even Midwest, uh, sure. who, who, who I, I've had the privilege of, of interviewing recently? And, and so um, what sets you apart from the others?
1: Yes, absolutely. And, and we can't do it without our community partners. So you mentioned Midwest. I want to first of all say, um, we do this together. This is not about Harvest Compassion Centers doing it on our own. Um, it's way too hard. I mean, we want to make <laughs> friends and we want to, we want to love others, you know, well, right? And that means doing it in partnership. Um, but really the, the model of Harvest Compassion Center is, um, it's a one stop shop and I kind of call it food banking, clothing banking reimagined. Um, it is a fancy term, right? Um, I took three months, actually, I used to be a teacher. So I took three months off in my summer break. And my kids were along with me. They were babies at the time. But we went to every food bank I could look up on Google and go get in line and sit through it. I wanted to see what did I feel when I was in line? How was I treated in the lobbies? What did it smell like? I want to use my senses and really get a feeling of, you know, is that compassion? Is that true love being conveyed in the way that we really want to do it? And, and we're here to show Jesus's love through our actions. Yeah. So that's why we, we count it such a privilege to do this however we want to do it right we want to make sure we're doing the top excellence that we can and so it's about creating a one-stop shop that if you're going to have a little bit of gas money to get out to us or a bus pass or you're going to walk a couple you know a couple miles maybe to get to us we're going to make it worth your while we want to be able to give you not only just a food box we're not going to give you a food box we're going to actually create a mini mart and then they're going to have shopping carts and it's going to be a normal shopping store experience like you're going to Walmart or fries or bashes and you're going to choose the items that you and your family need and then you and your family actually, actually want, right? We want to make sure we're responsible with food and hygiene items and people say oh there's there's food banks and there are but those food banks don't give you full size uh, full size hygiene items. No. Uh, they might give you a little travel size. So really doing our research of what does a family of five need? They need to go into Walmart and shop and get a couple loads of groceries, right? So that's what they do in our centers. Um, the only difference is no, no no, no price tag on the way out. There's, there's no checkout counter. Um, and then going into our boutique area, we call it our clothing boutique, because every piece of clothing has been laundered, has been ironed, has been pressed and tagged, and it's high-quality stuff that only you and I would wear, and everyone deserves the best, right? I mean, that, that should be our standard. That is our standard, and making sure that when our families come in, who will we call our guests, we're welcome into our, our home, essentially, and they are they are just top-of-the-line quality items. Nothing is old food. Nothing has mold on it. Nothing's been expired. Nothing has holes in it. You know, it's diapers, packs, everything for babies and their needs. Um, again, so they can kind of have that ah moment <laughs> when they leave because they have everything that they, actually their family needs. Now they can go focus on maybe their rent, their utilities, right?
0: And my guess is when they come in, they don't believe you.
1: Absolutely. They kind of like, but nobody does this. They look behind because we actually, we're, we're full service. So we're going to walk you to your car. We're going to load your groceries into your trunk. And until the pandemic, you know, you know, that whole, you know, order, order ahead and have them come out to your car. That wasn't a thing 10 years ago. <laughs> no. So I said, nobody loads my groceries up at Walmart. <laughs> like that's how we get to love you in the parking lot. Right. But they do kind of look over their shoulder like, like, all right, is there going to be like a bill slip to us? You know, I said, you're good. We love you. You know, have a great day. And- and it, they kind of speed away fast on their first couple of times <laughs> in, like, let's get out of here before oh, this lady yeah. changes her mind. Because um, it's too good to be true, which is so sad, no, not right? Not only
0: that, folks, but, uh, but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's like your own private uh, shopper.
1: Yes, yes, right? our personal you, shoppers. Walk them
0: through and help pick the items so they don't have to – there's not much – Thought here or planning.
1: No. Basically you get to point and say, Hey, tell me, tell me what you want. I'm gonna <laughs> fill your cart, your bags. We're gonna do all heavy lifting for you. Again, no one does that when I go anywhere else. And really it's 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 just about just that dignity of, of choice. You know, um, I don't know you that well, Art. What do you to have for lunch? So I don't want to just give you a box of food and yeah. and you know, tell you to eat it. I don't want to tell you to do anything really. I want you to choose your own and lead your own family. And that really helps us build relationships. All we're doing at Harvest Confession. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we're feeding people and we're clothing them, but you know what? We're making friends. We're just making friends every day. And now we get to have new friends every day. And now we get to do life with them. So now we get to say, okay, our, you know, I do want to pray for you before we shop. What, what else is going on? And, and slowly that door opens, that wall comes down and they say, actually Nicole and then they kind of start spilling some some of their, you know, their greater needs and then we get to say great I have some community partners that can help you in those areas too so I'm going to give you those I'm going to hold you accountable because you said you want to do that right <laughs> because I love you yeah. and then we're going to check in next month when you come on back to us and then we get to celebrate life together and, and that that's a huge difference of who we are that makes us unique because we're not even just saying okay God bless have a great day and hope you figure that whole rent thing out you know <laughs> that job thing out right. um, and we really want to make sure no like let, let's pray about that together and let's see how who else can help you with that because we don't want you being a guest you know every 30 days we want you coming back as a volunteer as that personal shopper right so you can right. now pay it forward and show your love to someone else
0: and what a great way to gain their confidence and and uh, belief that this is real yeah. you know it's guided by God uh, we're we're his servants mm-hmm. and we're here to help you and to do that we're going to walk you through. And if I remember right, there's actually three sections to your North Phoenix operation. Uh, There's a men's section and a women's section. And then you even have an infant section, right?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, for our boutique, yeah.
0: And and everything is so nicely displayed, just like you would find in a a department store or anywhere else. Uh, You've taken great care to gain that feeling about this is open to you. And it's as organized as organization can be. Do you believe do you believe your mom's very organized?
1: <laughs> well, I have to give credit to my mom actually, because she's the she's the master. I say that
0: to Alex who's sitting here <laughs> Yep. Yep. Yep.
1: Yes. And, and and that's people notice the care yeah. uh, to attention that we've taken. So when our families walk in and when kids walk in, it feels like a normal store. It looks, you know, much cleaner than probably the normal store. But like they, they know that we took time to clean before they, they came, before we opened. We took time to color code the clothing that's on the racks. You know, we, we take time to do that. People are like, you guys are crazy. I said, but you know what? Like, that's our best. Right. So why shouldn't we offer that? And honestly, just having clean clothes—that's something that our families, who are low-income families, hard-working families—they don't—they don't get to do laundry every every day or every week, and that's a luxury in some of our families' life. So when they're looking at these items, they're like, "They're clean, they're they're ironed. I can go change in my car if I have to." And I said, "Yes," or I have a wedding to go to or a funeral to go to, and that I might have told you we had three gentlemen in the last ten years um, come get suits to be buried in for end of life because they literally had nothing. And just the dignity you can give yeah. someone by giving them a piece of, of clothing that makes them feel whole again, like you know, we all stand up a little bit, you know, taller, right? <laughs> I mean, I feel good when like you know, I got my heels on, and I'm like, okay, and and that's the confidence, like you mentioned, that we want them to have, so they can leave us and they can, you know, nail that job interview. They can just be motivated to provide for their family again. And COVID has just really put a strain on a lot. So just even that encouragement and positivity, like, okay, let's send you off with that and. Instead of, yeah, you're still kind of in that spot again, right? And just taking the time to make sure, yeah, every can of soup, I mean, label out, you know? So we have to train our volunteers very well on that. But people, they pay attention. So thank you for noticing that, actually. Oh,
0: I was impressed. And, and folks, I even noticed, that I saw the washers and the dryers, and there were a couple ladies ironing when I was there by hand doing a little which which is not
1: my boys. job just so you know cuz I just wasn't blessed with that talent so everyone's got their own gift right? i know
0: i know so um so thank god i have the gift of of talk you know <laughs> otherwise i don't know what i'd be doing <laughs> so anyway um it's fascinating and i'm assuming having not been to the other two the saint mary's or the glendale uh, operation they're all the are they they look the same. They walk in. It's the same experience.
1: Absolutely. And yeah, now that we have the three locations, um, and we just opened our third about six months ago, so right in the middle of the pandemic, um, God said, okay, this was our schedule. And then and everybody like,
0: else goes, what?
1: Yeah, they're like, wait, we're closing and you're opening a brand new center? I said, well, what better time? I mean, hello, is the need ever been greater? Greater need, yeah. So, I mean, really, we counted it. It was hard, let me tell you that. But <laughs> it was such a privilege to be able to do that in the West, uh, West Phoenix community right by GC. And then we're also, yes, in the Maryville community. And the idea is, yes, they all are mirror image of each other. So where everyone is closest to you, so you can save that gas money, save that bus pass, save time walking, right? Um, Go ahead and pick your closest location. We are not um, government funded or do we have received government um, food or product, which allows us to open our doors to anyone in the state of Arizona. And we have folks that drive a couple hours to come up because they do say, Nicole, it is worth my hour drive to get here. Here, stand in line for a little bit and then actually you know the things I get I, I get that car load so we want you to pick what's most convenient for you every center is open different days so it's about again what fits your schedule but they are all open now six mornings a week which is really convenient we're just closed on Sundays now
0: okay so what are the plans uh looking forward for Harvest Compassion Centers uh are you are you praying for more centers? Are you praying for just thank you for what you've given us? Uh, obviously, right. but uh, well, what's in store? What's what's in store? What's next?
1: Yes, absolutely. So um, our board has amazing vision, and I will say my parents have amazing vision to have to plant more HCCs around the valley. Yeah. So we're really intentional about planting in underserved areas. Yeah, there's four
0: million um, people in the valley, right?
1: There's a lot. There's yeah. a lot, and there's a lot in need. You yeah. know, which does break my heart. Which means there's. A need for this, and, and if, if we were slow, and there were days where nobody walked in, then I think we'd be content with the three locations, right? Because there's we only we only want to fulfill a need. If there's not a true need there, um, then I think that's being irresponsible. And we only want to make sure we're, we're planting these centers where no one else is really doing a lot. So actually, North Phoenix, Scottsdale, eight five zero three two is the top underserved zip code in the whole state of Arizona, and nobody knows that. I was like, it's like a hidden fact, I guess, but because people assume, oh, well, you're next to. Scottsdale, right? Nobody's hungry over there. Nobody, and well, guess what? There's South Scottsdale. There's areas that are very in need, right? And Arizona is really I kind of, kind of, I call it patchy. There's like patches everywhere where the yeah, there's actually affluent. Then there's actually you know maybe apartment complex and there's this, there's some need over there. Yes. And then there's some trailers and there's a, a farm actually, right? So there's need everywhere, you know, and, and people need to know that. So we want to continue to do our research. We are partners with other larger guys like a St. Mary's in the Midwest, and they have the map you know, technology to tell us where we should actually pinpoint. And then we go on foot and we do the groundwork and we walk it and we drive it. And we're like, God, yes, where do you want to uh, put more walls up, you know, for the for the kingdom and protect those walls. And um, it's a long process. We take about two years or so to pinpoint those areas. And we also want to make sure our other centers are just strong. I say, I I call it get strong, because we want to make sure our policies are good. And we're we're loving the way we're supposed to because as we grow, we're also running. By about eighteen hundred volunteers, wow. so it is it is hard to mirror that, right? Yeah. As we have so many people, um, but that that that's our model. It's about more hands and feet, and honestly, it's about being on a show like yours so we can tell others what we do because our marketing budget is still small after ten years, and that's how we want to keep it because we rather put value into our families and be able to purchase more product from them um, than you know put up a, a billboard somewhere. So really, it's about hey, volunteer, come on in, use your hands and feet meet one of your neighbors. These are your neighbors. You just don't go down that street and you don't know who they are, but putting them side by side and they get to connect and build relationships, make a new friend. Then they get to go tell someone else like, Hey, donate your clothes to harvest. They're actually, they they won't sell them. They're going to clean them actually. And then they're going to find a new home with a family who truly needs that.
0: And they're not displayed in a hump. Right, <laughs> or in a yeah, there's no packing. big
1: Gaylord you no. gotta dive into, no. and like we lose no. a child in there <laughs> um it's we got we got kids kids, size shelves and and kid racks, so they can shop, they can actually pull those cookies off there and they can actually pick out their favorite colored dress um because we want kids to have a fun experience when they come see us, um yeah,
0: so did you receive any help? i mean uh unfortunately uh businesses have lost you know a lot during this time, and that that's an open door for you. Do they come back and help you in any way, or what kind of assistance have you had in taking over the spaces that you're in?
1: Right, yeah. So we all cost
0: to you, or yeah, so we do.
1: Yeah, we we have we we, we lease, so we we have rent costs on all of our three retail spaces that we do. We've 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 gotten some generous breaks from some very generous landlords um, who um, who just loved what we did. However, you know, it's actually hard to plant one of our centers. There's a lot of um, places that they actually don't they they don't want a food bank, you know, as a retail space because they you know people might that come visit us. So it's really a lot of time in prayer And, and God, okay, discern where. Where you want us because you know those families need us as well as businesses who want to partner with us right so we're always looking for local community partners not just churches we want businesses we want families we want schools because that's how we spread you know organically and there's been some during the pandemic that can give more and some that can give less so it all kind of evens so out so if there's
0: anybody listening who can donate a washer or a dryer right we are
1: in need of some washers and me. dryers right now so,
0: oh, yes so, uh, we're in our last two minutes and uh and you know, Covid uh has presented a lot of different things for different people. There's stories being written. What do you think your story will be after Covid?
1: Oh, post COVID, just a, a story of uh, ultimate pri- privilege of being able to uh, keep our doors open every single day during Amen. COVID and not run out of product. And I had some nights where I prayed, okay, and we had to move product from one store to the other store because they're open in the morning and then back again. Cause you just don't know how busy it was going to be. So, but honestly, it's, it's, it's the families that come in right now that say, Hey, you helped me when it was really tough last, last month or last summer. And now I want to give you $20 wow. to pay it forward. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the stuff that's just like, oh, like that's like that keeps you going when you're like, where's the next, you know, food going to come from? Yeah. And people just remember that we're here to truly love one another. And this community coming together has been amazing during the, the, the toughest of times.
0: Well, thank you so much. And uh, Nicole and Alex, nice to have you in the studio today. And uh, nice to inform everybody about the Harvest Compassion Centers, three three in the Valley, and uh, don't be afraid to go in because it's a, there's nothing like it in the valley anywhere. So uh, thank you. And our only mission statement here at Rescuers Radio Show is changing and saving lives. You do that. You are a rescuer.
1: Oh, well, thank you for having us.
0: So thank you for listening to the uh, Rescuers Radio Show. Heard every Thursday at 5.30 p.m. And uh, Google... Uh, Rescuers Radio Show to find out where the podcast is. Thank you so much. God bless. Rescuers, Thursdays at 530 Arizona time on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ AM.